0: So our first segment is an oldie but a goodie, a bed from the shed to call it this year, brought to you by the Yorkshire Hotel in Abbotsford, the best place to debrief a day at the cricket, especially during the Boxing Day test because they're just around the corner from the MCG. And we're actually doing it with a Bev. Unlike the pretenders, Jacob and Jack, who did not have a Bev in the shed. They just talked about cricket. Really? Fake fake news. Oh,
1: we're fake having news. a bev. We're having a proper Bev. Under 19's Premiership Lager. Winner's you... winners, piss. Yes. So as we mentioned before, Australia
0: has won a test. This is amazing. And uh, a massive victory by 146 runs. Other taking the final five wickets in little over an hour on the fifth morning. And uh, left plenty of people searching for things to do at work that wasn't work because they've been busy watching the tests during working hours like all good cricket nuffies do but despite the only finish there is plenty to talk about and the first thing is, is the pitch because everyone was talking about the pitch I reckon the Indians got a little bit spooked with uh, what looked to be a green demon turned out to be just a bit of an all sorts it spun jagged it bounced off a length it exploded off the pitch 5 foot 11 blokes were getting it to do all sorts of sickening things
1: was it a good pitch or did it do a little bit too much uh, probably did it a little bit too much But it was good to watch also from a, for for me anyway, watching at home from a television perspective is a lot better than watching, say, what we're going to see next week at the MCG. Uh, Even the first test, you know, the ball was doing a little bit. People complain that the scores are pretty low, but I reckon it makes for a thrilling uh, test cricket. I think we are just lucky we batted first, a bit bit like it was the first test with India batting first. I think we probably batted, they batted a bit better than us as well, and we didn't bowl that great, but yeah, I think... Winning a toss and batting first in Australia, and I think, stats back it up that if you do that, you're very, very high chance of winning a Test match. I think it was also good just for us to win a Test match because it's been a while since you know sandpaper Gate and we had a poor series in South Africa as well. For us to get home, win a Test, and actually be competitive in Adelaide in the first Test, you know, we arguably could have could have won it. It's good good for Australian cricket, People might you know start spiking their interest a bit more and. You know, good stories like especially the banter with Tim Payne and and Coley. But yeah, it's been a good Test match, I think, for everyone. And people are bitching about the pitch, like Ponting did it, and I think James Brayshaw and stuff like that. But I mean, if they had watched Wacker, probably didn't seem as much at the Wacker as it did in this uh, Optus Stadium. But the bounce was definitely there from the Wacker, the old Wacker. And India in the last tour here refused to play the Wacker to reschedule the Test summer. So, I think they got a bit of. Uh, a bit of just as yeah, A bit of karma there. So, you said the
0: importance about uh, batting first in, in Australia, and it's shown by India's just away record. So, their, their last uh, six chases as an away side have all been losses. Failed to chase down anything over 200, really. Uh, and even their biggest chase was 345 at the Oval. They were chasing 464, though, in their last uh, away chase before this Perth game. Is that just conditions against them or are they a bit of a, a front runner? Do they need to maintain that front position to
1: be good in, in test matches? I think they play their home conditions very well that's why it's so hard to beat there. But I think it goes everywhere. Every test nation is struggling, struggling to win away from home. But I th- I reckon you look at India's bowling attack and they, it's been highly talked about their pace bowling attack. You actually look at their stats, you know, Shabby is, he hasn't got a great record away from India uh, Bumrah I love I think he's great gives me absolute gun um, he, even Ishan Sharma he averages 35 in test cricket like he's not a superstar by any means you know bowl- Ashman's a gun but last time was here, he averaged like 60 or 70 with the ball I think they're very similar to what Australia was probably this time last year where you got Warner and and Smith who you know they used to carry out batting a bit and if, you know, then you'd hope your you, Usman Kawajas and your Marshes would join in around that. I think if you can get uh, Pajara and, and Coley early, their batting falls away a lot. And we saw it last night, uh, watching their bat. There's Rahane playing some silly shots, and there's a few others that played some you know pretty poor cricket shots. It looked like I was watching the Australian cricket team for a bit there. I, yeah, I think if you can get their opening is obviously an issue and they've you know Shaw's out now for the summer they've already they've called in another opener you know the two openers that are opening VJ and Raul have struggled especially with Stark Geez, having them two for not many in most in all, all four innings really so mm-hmm. far it exposes Pajara and Coley and they're not going to always come off no. so all of a sudden you get them two out and they're you know their tail's long as well I think you know, you saw on the weekend. As soon as you got pumped, probably to pump, and easily throw his wicket away. There's not much left in the in the shed. So, so do you reckon they made a selection? of Stuff
0: up there. A Lyon was man of the match. He was the spinner. They didn't pick a they didn't pick a frontline spinner. And also by not picking a frontline spinner, they've kind of left themselves with a super long tail. And whilst their bowling lineup is good, as you just mentioned though, they're not they're not the superstars. They're not they're not the Australian bowling lineup. Because like, even if they didn't make the runs <laughs> that Australia did. They're an okay pace away attack with no runs next to the name. Like 22 for, essentially, as soon as you get to six down, you're losing your next four wickets within 22 runs. Is part of that them giving up, or is it really just like, that's the, that's the card you're dealt with and
1: you need to balance your team out a little bit better? None of their tail can bat, uh, unless conditions are very, very friendly. And you talk about that, I think, I can't remember what the exact stat was, but I know for a fact it's definitely over the last seven or eight tests, in each of those test matches between eight and eleven, they've conceded over a hundred runs a test match to a tail India. Yeah. So I think Australia in the first two innings made over a hundred in the first test, and they made uh, about fifty odd in the or sixty odd in the second innings here, and I think they even made thirty odd in the first, innings, mm. forty odd in the first innings. So they definitely got over that hundred again. And it took Bumrah, and he was stuffed. He came. He, got Cummins wicket but he'd already been bowled a long spell they eh? took him off brought Yadav on who bowled pies or test this test match and Bummer had to come back on and show him how it was done before he took out Starks off stump hmm. Shami Yadav, and Ishan had all all had cracks at the tail like, uh, Hazelwood not start, we couldn't knock him over mind you yeah Shami you know took six or seven for in that second dig but let's be honest a couple of the balls have pretty helped him out a fair yeah. bit and so did some of the Australian batsmen's shot selection like Travis Head and uh, I think I think he got uh, Sean short marsh out to that pull shot as well. So yep. yeah, look, I think their bowling definitely does fall away and it showed when Australia kept them out there. Um, especially like your Sharmas. and if you, you got through if you got through Bumra and Ashwin, which is gonna be because Ashwin bowls pretty much a bit like line from one mm. end of the whole game, but you can get through and Sharmy. They're pretty they can be pretty gentle. Yeah. So I think they need to look at that. they got another good quick over here. I think they might play with him. Hopefully they do before the series is done and whether Ashwin gets fit because Ashwin's a big, big key, but they definitely made a mistake not playing Jajaja or another spinner. Yeah. Because obviously Lyon took those wickets and looked pretty threatening and, you know, um, what was his name? V- Virali, whatever his name mm. was. He took a couple wickets and he, let's be honest, he pulled some He's struggling to
0: get a, a bowl in most great cricket games, I
1: I think okay, every, every time he bowled, Mark Wall would just open it. Oh, this Blake's just coming on the bowl of long hops. And and even the second dig, like, he had the bowl because their, their over rate was falling behind mm. and their quicks were stuffed. He was bowling six foot outside off stump, just trying not to... Not trying to get smashed. And just rushing to his overs. The last point about the Indians I'll make
0: is that, obviously, the footage that's come out has shown a bit of infighting between the subfield of all people... Jajaja and a couple of the quicks are India one tough session away from cracking and giving us a series nah
1: it happens in every sport I don't know why people make such a big deal of it you're not going to like everyone you play cricket with everyone you play footy with
0: and especially in Jajaja's case he's out there he's out there for a long time this test he's clearly going to be pissed off that he didn't get selected in the 11 yep. he's gonna, He's just seen Lyon take another 8 wickets in a test where the spin up was probably necessary and now he's out of here for just as long. I think he spent like, you know, sixty or seventy overs out there for collectively for the whole test as a sub fielder. He's like, we may as well just pick me, really. So uh, yeah,
1: I'd be pretty pissed off too. And as you said, it happens.
0: It happens in all forms yeah, of cricket. Of the
1: game, you, even best mates at times argue on on the sporting field. Yeah, they might am have a differing opinion. You know, for instance, Jason and I don't yeah. always agree on the cricket field. But afterwards, we we'll always get have a few beers after the game and. And calm things down. Speaking of spinners, another match-winning performance from Nathan
0: Lyon. He's fast becoming the goat of a, a Australian. Well, he is the goat of Australian Test finger spinners. But is he the goat of all finger spinners? And do we do we count Murray as a finger spinner for this purpose of this debate? Well, yeah. Because I think well, is he though? Because like he's really like a wrist spinner that bowled it the other way. I go to look at the mechanics of his bowling. What how Lyon bowls and how Murray bowls are very different. For your for your what I call orthodox finger spinners. <laughs> He would be <coughs> up there with some of the best, especially now that he's moved up top 25 wicket takers of all time in Test matches. A lot of big time greats up
1: there. Mm. How, how good is he? If he got to play in those conditions that, you know, Murali and Harath and Ashwin and all those places. That's did. probably the comparison, is he, he?
0: well, if he plays as long as Harath does, I reckon he'll take over his his, his, his wicket total. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're the same bowlers, and Harath doesn't have doesn't have an unorthodox action, doesn't have a whole plethora of mystery balls. Yeah. He just bowls length, but definitely not as much fizz as, as Lion. Lion gets that, you see that, and he gets that drift. He gets constant drift, and he gets constant location. And he bounces. He, and he, he gets overspin. Yeah. And then he's developed, because he used to be pretty poor away from Australia, he's developed side spin as well. So he's, he's adding to his arsenal I mean, all the time. You look at
1: him last series against India, he was pretty good. Even mm. the UAE, he was pretty good. So, yeah, he's and obviously you're here who's taken 48 wickets for the year
0: yeah leading wicket ta- le- joint leading wicket taker uh, with Pereira
1: and, he's and again one, he's played one, one less test one
0: less test and he's played in uh, not as friendly bowling conditions for yeah. most of those oh, he got the plan Pakistan yeah but I think for him like f- oh, the UAE, decks sorry, aren't yeah aren't, aren't as nice and that's only two yeah. tests as well
1: but it does include India as well so and he plays an important because he does literally bowl from one end mm. unchanged. While the quicks rotate from the other end as well. So. Well, yeah, he's the only bowler to have
0: taken over 40 wickets and bowled over 500 overs. Yeah. And he goes at 2.7, so he can do all those rolls. He's a little Swiss owner for, for Tim Payne. It's like, oh, my quicks are knackered, cool, you'll just bowl. You Now I'm going to bowl the rest of the day from this end, and he'll just do it.
1: And in that, in that 550 overs he's bowled. He's bowled 106 maidens, which is more than anyone else, like by nearly double, and they've I know they've all bowled between 400 and four, uh, 390 to 450 overs, but... He's, so he's a very like, Backside up He's a very economical bowler Holds up an end And obviously He played in the UAE This year So he, he bowled A few overs there Against Pakistan But yeah he, He's a very good bowler And I think he's, he's probably One of the most important Cogs of our Team now Especially now that he's Put so much effort Into
0: his batting yeah, oh, yeah. He doesn't he'll score have... he doesn't do, well, He's only been out once This series He's averaging 76 It just means that now Like the tail is It allows Stark And and oh, Especially Stark To come in and hit a bit more Yeah Allows Cummins to do Some more aggressive
1: batting Because they know that They won't it's lose great front foot
0: defence yeah, wicket, Wickets at the same time And he loves to sweep So he'll, he'll He'll attack the spinners And piss off them
1: If something happened to Lyon, I'd be worried Because our bowling Spin stock wise Is still A bit off Being ready mm. There's a few you know, good young spinners in there, you know, Shield Cricket and BBL and, and uh, JLT Cup. But none that can do that role of put it in a spot. No, they're going to leak. They might yeah. take a couple of wickets, but they're going to leak. And we, I think we've got plenty of quicks we can replace. You know, Probably not of the firepower that we've got, but definitely quicks that can come in and do a job. Spinner, if we lost him, then... Uh, and he's a good fielder. And Actually, a stat we, I was talking about when he took another court and bowled is... He's in the top ten for court and bowled in Test cricket. he yeah. so there's a lot of court and bowleds, which is that's a, a bit of a strange stat. But he does. I, I reckon. I was saying to you the other day, he gets at least one a Test. It feels like. Mm. So he's very deceptive with his flight, which is very good.
0: Yeah. So good on the goat, and hopefully he's pretty young for an off spinner. If Harath can play till he's forty odd, forty plus, there's no reason why he can't either. And he's a, a slender-built bloke, so it's not going to be like a real lug around. I was
1: actually thinking about this today. He'll definitely get over 400. If I was him, I'd be targeting McGrath. Second best Australian bowler of all time behind the great SKW. And, and on that, SKW never took a five for it, Wacker or in Perth. I think Lyon was the first spinner, definitely the first Australian spinner to take five for in Perth since the 70s. So that, again, shows how... Obviously, the pitch helped again, but mm. shows how well he's bowling at the moment.
0: Someone who hasn't been bowling as well this series has been Mitchell Stark. He's been copying it from the old, um, from the old boys club that is the uh, press cartel these days when it comes to cricket telecasts. he been copying it from me too. Copping it from you as well. This, uh, this test, he took five wickets from 41 overs. So is he back, or are we still worried about his form? I'm going to
1: compare him a bit to Mitchell Johnson. Two-trick pony.
0: At your feet, at your head.
1: That's it, really. He bowls it? quick he can move it he swings it more than Johnson but he's inaccurate he, he's a rhythm bowler I think so mm. he's, a, he's some days he's going to find rhythm and he's going to be unplayable and just like, he's going to take a bag but on his off he's, the distance between his good days and his bad days are too far we need to find that middle ground and he's had a few injury concerns and a few injuries so I, I forgive him for that and you know we'll see how he goes by the end of the summer Especially against India, I'm not counting against Lanka because Sri aren't, uh, yeah, they're, they're bad. Especially travelling as well. But yeah, I think for Starkey, he's one of those bowlers, like, you know, yesterday he took that wicket of uh, Rahul and you think, jeez, is up and about, and you got another one, and then, you know, he, well, you end up with three or four today. Hmm. Yeah, so he's definitely a dangerous bowl when he gets it right, but when he gets it wrong, it can be, he can leak runs. And that'll be my only worry for, say, Tim Payne when he's he's got line at one end, and he bowls Cummins and does a job. He's been unlucky this, this series so far, Cummins. Hmm. Wouldn't be surprised if he turns on an MCG. And then you've got Hazelwood, who you just know you're just not going to get. And then you bring on Stark, and it, it's either going to get your wicket or it's going to be four or five, overs 20 or 30. At the moment, and especially for pain,
0: it's going to be a broken finger at some rate because yeah. it's going all over the place.
1: Yeah, well, when it doesn't, when it doesn't work out right, it's a lot of hard work for pain. Well, we conceded, conceded nearly twenty or thirty buys last in the first test, and it was all from Stark Bowl on those wide ones, and that's what we ended up really losing by in that, in that second innings. Now I think Stark Bowl nineteen or twenty wides hmm. in that second innings against India, so. Yeah, he needs to find that range and just get that consistency a bit better. Uh, Mitchell Johnson ended up doing it later in his career. Uh, we still forget, Sark's pretty young still at, for a cricketer. Hmm. But yeah, I think he just needs a bit more consistency to get through his injuries. and I've never known a bloke to whinge about the crease where he lands as much either. Like He's always bitching about the crease. I know he's had ankle issues and stuff, but... Let's get on with it, mate. Bowl. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. If you want to see some real dodgy creases, come down to our club level and we'll show you some real dodgy (laughs) creases.
0: So we had some new guys in this test series, or newish: Finch, Harris, Hanscom and Head. Uh, After the first two tests, have any of these guys proven their medal? And what grades would we give them for their
1: four innings so far? I think Harris definitely uh, has proved himself and proven that he can be a long-term opener. Uh, Look at it. He's always got 20-odd. Hmm. Yeah, he's made it. He's, I think he's made 150 obviously he made that 70 in the first tick, so yeah it's 150 I think once he gets his shot selection down pat and realises the difference between shield cricket where he can probably get away with that to yeah. test cricket where he can't um, and I know he'd be disappointed and he'll be he probably seems like one of those blokes would analyse where he's at and really work hard he, he almost reminds me a bit of an a Langer I reckon a bit of a you know not a not an out and out who has every shot in the book, but a tough competitor who knows where his role is and knows how to play and I, I'm backing him in. So right. The opposite side of that was obviously Finch, who's <clears throat> he
0: only had one one score of fifty uh, odd, and the rest have been pretty poor shot selection and attitude. And we say that he spots on the line if he doesn't pull it up in the next two
1: tests? I still think he should be batting mid. I don't mind his selection, but he should be batting batting mid middle order. Yeah, uh, I don't think he should be opening. But as it stands, like no one's really, apart from probably Doolin from Tassie, who's made a few runs as an opener, and obviously Madison made that big score, but broke his arm. No one's really, uh, Silks made a few runs, but no one's really putting their hands up to say, "I want to open the batting for Australia." So, I'm actually on the, I'm on, I'm on the side of pick and stick for this summer, and I'm, I'm okay with it instead of making constant changes. And that kind of brings us to the next two blokes. So
0: one will be a bit of a head wobble for you, and one will be a bit of disdain. We'll start with disdain, we'll leave the head wobble to later. Hanscom at the moment uh, has 68 runs at 17. They've they've just announced the squad for the Boxing Day Test will be the same 13 man
1: squad. Which means Mitchell Marsh will definitely play.
0: So Hanscom's going to miss out on the Boxing Day Test again?
1: Yep. Hanscom won't play boxing. You might. Seriously, you might because they might. They might have actually finally gone, all right, we're going to give you guys six tests, make it what you will. If you want to make it as a cricketer and a test cricket for Australia, you've got six tests to prove yourself. And I've been calling for that for a long time, which is why I'm, I'm okay if Hanscom keeps playing. But all it's going to do is say, Hanscom, you're never going to be good enough again. And he'll never play again for Australia at test level mm. after this summer if he continues the way he's going. Uh, the reverse I'm, of that is obviously Head. So has yep. head
0: proven himself or is it, is it that frustrating he has potential but still needs to change his, his batting behaviour?
1: I, I agree with a few blokes who have said this throughout the commentary over this test. They love the way he goes about it because you need that at five and six you need a bloke who can play his shots and he's proven more in the UAE and again in that second innings. I think it was when he made the 70 odd uh, for Australia in the first test that he's got the medal. And mm-hmm. uh, he can play those shots if he wants, but let's just ex- execute him a bit better. Yeah. Why hit him in the air? Heel on the ground. I think he is a long-term player. I've said this a long time about Travis Head. He's he came through a system that wasn't great at South Australia. Now he's obviously flourishing, or they're not showing it in Shield cricket, but it's a lot better than it was. Yeah. He's a young man. He's been a leader for a long time. He's good in the field. Can bowl some handy overs and can bat. And he's a He's explosive sort of bat, but he can also, as you saw in the UAE in the second dig in Adelaide, he can hang around and, and do a job. And then, in the first innings, he walked out there with, like, right, this week is doing a bit, I'm going to take it on, but play the right shots. And he did that for the most part until he went out. But yeah. uh, and he obviously did it again in the second innings. So, what he's shown
0: is a bit of early-era Joe Root, who is pretty much guaranteed to make 40 plus. that's what Head's done this series. He's averaging 40. He's made 163 runs. He's the leading Australian run scorer this series so far. Uh, But you always put the knocker on Roots saying he didn't make enough big hundreds. Obviously, Head hasn't hasn't played enough cricket to take those big hundreds. But if you could pencil Head in to average 40 plus, but not make hundreds, would you take it?
1: You'd have to convert. I want him converting at least at 30%, 40%. Head doesn't convert in sheer cricket
0: Which is why I think it might be an issue going forward because if you didn't do it at the lower level, it'd be very very strange for him to suddenly improve his conversion at the high level where if usually conversion is, an, is, a, is a mental or a behavioural attitude of not playing the right shot or not executing your shots once you get in. or well, if you can't do it to the lesser bowlers, it'd be very hard to do it to bowlers that are always in the money.
1: Well, the disappointment he showed when he walked off the other night after getting out in the second dig, I reckon he knows. Mm. And and I reckon Langer would have told him. I reckon a few other blokes would have told him. And he's, I reckon he seems like the type of bloke that would take that on. Yeah. Uh, a bit like Khawaja. Khawaja is like he, he works on his game. He's gone and got fitter. He knows what he needs to do. I mean, he made runs in the second dig. He, he, he's Hopefully that gets him in the form for us the summer. But, yeah, I'm happy with the pick and stick. Finch, I think, will be okay, but he's not long-term. He he plays this summer, and I'd be very surprised if he goes to England. Harris goes to England. Long-term future partner with Renshaw when they finally pick him. Uh, Hanscom, done. See you, mate. And Head, good future. So, which is what we talked about when this whole thing happened in South Africa, was if we can find two or three players out of this, you know, unfortunate circumstances that when Smith comes back all of a sudden we've got you know Smith who's just class mm. and you've got say a head around him a, he- uh, a Paris and hopefully a Redshaw and a few other Kowaj still all of a sudden our team looks a lot stronger overall we're not really yeah. relying on Smith so much because imagine like, head keeps coming in when we're five for stuff all mm. imagine him coming in when he's you know, got a platform to build on stuff.
0: and he's allowed to go in there and be the, the
1: you know. exactly yeah yeah, scantilating batsman. I'll tell you right now, the likes of Gilchrist and stuff like that wouldn't have, and even the Andrew Solons, wouldn't have had the test crew they had if they didn't have Matthew Hayden, Langer, Ponting, Clark, before those them, sorts yeah. of boats before, before them, because they would have been in it, you know, 30 overs and trying to fight their way. So. And that's
0: kind of the defence to Pant as well, to we go back to the Indians, is that in India they don't come in at three for 70 or three for six or whatever it is Yeah, they, they come in when it's three for 300 and he can come in and score 50 off yeah. 12 balls and then be like I did my job whereas now it's like Coley's coming in at two for seven Yeah, and suddenly it's all on his shoulders and he can't play the way he wants to play and it flows down the rest of the order so. you even
1: listen to the Indian commentators over the wet last week and they're talking about the under 19s and all that stuff and what Rahul Dravid's doing over there with their, with their system blokes don't get recognised at for just making hundreds in, in mm. Indian first-class cricket because it happens so regularly. They don't get recognised for making thousands, Matt. they got to make 300 before someone says, he might be all right at the back, And then they got to make a second 300 if they go, all right, he's a... He's a. That's, that's the sort of difference. The old, the old Brad Hodge attitude. Yeah. But as we look at, you know, blokes make 80 to 100 in shield cricket at the moment with... I also think that's reflective of our shield standard, though. I still am a firm believer that even in
0: um watered-down, it's just test training... Mentality for Shield cricket, it's still probably the strongest domestic competition in the world. I still think they've something's
1: going on with the wickets because it's either it's either real spicy or they're flat. Yeah, even you know Queensland Tassie the other week or two weeks ago, both teams were rolled for nothing, and then but all of a sudden you know Queensland make four hundred and forty. So. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, very, very strange. I don't know whether they're still using Cougar Burrows. They're yep, yep, not yep. using Dukes yet, so yeah. Anyway. So we'll, we'll transfer a little bit to uh, get amongst the weeds of the media
0: here. What did you make of the coverage of uh, each of the broadcasts and more like the, all the new initiatives they've done? So like the on-field buggy dog interviews and the spy cam interviews and the overs of Stump Mike, only uh, sound effects on Fox Sports and that kind of stuff. Is it insightful or is it invasive And when we find out things like a little bit of banter that we've been hearing, can we trust the media and the viewers to be adults and go, we're getting the insight here, these things happen, and not be outraged about people having conversations? Because in reality, if you didn't talk for six hours, it's a bloody boring
1: game. Oh, yeah. And you can never trust the media and you can never trust people because the media isn't going to try and sell papers, sell subscriptions, whatever, and people will just dicks so
0: and that was proven by Fox Sports which so I find very strange because you bring this technology in and then you crucify the players with an article that literally had the headline every sledge from the second test yeah and they're like well do you want the players to kind of open up and be people or do you want them to be robots because yeah. you will get less views if they're robots yeah definitely so then they're going to ask to have the mics turned off they're going to get the Adam Gilchrist to the world saying Qantas, McDonald's yeah. going to the whole list so that you can't broadcast it if you keep Treating them like these kind of headline
1: fodder machines. So. so I love I love the access because it's you know as a footy fan and as a sports fan, it's more American, I think. Yeah. Um, and you know you get to speak to players. It's always uh, Harris that seems to be as well put up at the drinks breaks, and he gets stuff chucked at him. The stumps, the stump mic, I'm loving. Right? Yeah. Just the fact that you can hear the sledges, hear the conversations, it's great, and especially when you know you hear Payne talking. And a few of the other players. And it's all actually pretty smart, sort of basic sledging. No rude stuff. Nothing personal. Proper cricket sledging, which is what we cop at Park Park Cricket. And just go, you just sit there and go, ah, oh, lovely. Like some of the banter and how quick pain can be as well. It's great. So that segues beautifully into
0: our pain comment, which of everyone's going mental for this. And as a as a bit of a word nerd, it's not that funny. Like it's not. It's just. It's good. It was a bit sharp. It's not the sharpest thing ever. He's not Oscar Wilde, but what he said was, "To RVJ, I know he's your captain, but you can't seriously like him as a bloke." So obviously, great sledge. We don't mind that. But is King Collie copying it too much, or is he a bit of a goose?
1: I'm gonna go back to before the test series started. Collie says, "I won't be. I'm not like that anymore. I'm not a goose. I don't do that anymore." I'm changed. I'm more mature, blah, blah blah. And then he does the shit he's done, like. But it's just... not. But none of it's malicious. No, To me, it's not. to me, he's just. He's just like he's. He's obviously just been.
0: He's the guy that had to, as you said before, like to make it in Dravid's under nineteen system. You have to score three hundreds on three hundreds on three hundreds. He's told so hard to get to be the test captain of his country, the best, arguably the best cricketer in the world as we speak. Yeah. And he's just loving it.
1: Yeah, it's good, but you, you and it's great that he gives it out and everything. But
0: then He also cops it though, and in his press conferences he's, he goes back to being like, That's just cricket. Like he's not sucking it up in his press conferences saying, no, no, Oh Tim Payne can't talk to me like that.
1: But don't go saying that, oh, I'm not gonna do any of this stuff and then come out And do it all. And do it all. Like just say, Yeah, I'm gonna be cold that's who I am. Mm. And people will go, Yep, yeah, we love it, so keep doing it. But don't go, Oh no, I've matured, we're not gonna be confrontational, confrontational. We're not gonna, you know, get up in your face, we're not gonna do that and a bit and he does it like, and he started all the stuff with Payne, by you know he initiated it with you know you're just a standing um, stand-in skipper. skipper and a, and a basic wicket keeper. I'm the best player in the world, and just Payne is just good on the chirp. And but but what he's done is he's, he's obviously got the Australians going. Hang on a minute, we're not going to sit here and cop this. We're going to actually give a bit back. But they're giving it back the way they should be giving it back as well. And then obviously. Performing as The well. best way to give any sort of lip back is just by putting you, you know. Winning by 150 runs. head down, ass up, and winning the cricket game and playing better cricket. So, stiff Coley, But it also means that uh, his old next celebration, or if he makes 100 when he does the old uh, bats, do, does the talking, maybe she go back to that instead of uh, gobbing off so much.
0: I don't mind it. I think he's a bloke. And uh, the Fox uh, crew was saying this, that there's been blokes in the Australian, so Michael Clarke was renowned for it. But even Steve Waugh, they kind of needed that to fire up. Yeah. And I felt like he's obviously had, had a pretty soft entry into the series, with a uh, didn't make many hits in the in the T20i warm-up, which is not the greatest warm-up for test yeah. cricket, let's be honest. And then, yeah, missed out in the first
1: test. And obviously,
0: needed to G himself up to make that century
1: in the well, first actually dig. From so his own... Own media that got stuck into him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't that, that that talking thing wasn't yeah. directed at anything Australian. It was yeah, the, Indian in, yeah. media. Well, so he that,
0: had he had Indian politicians being like,
1: Cole is embarrassing us." Yeah, he hasn't made a run yet, blah yeah. blah blah, and they won the first test, so yeah, yeah it it'd was, be tough. It'd be tough to beat to live his life. So I, I hope the PC leave it alone. I hope the media handle it correctly because I don't want to lose that stunt, mic, That you know the coverage they get because I wish the AFL players did more mm-hmm. of that. And you see it creeping in a bit more to AFL, and you know the players on a play increase, will open up, yeah. and it's the same thing with the cricketers. They're going and they're obviously doing it because of the issues they've had last year. They want the media seeing in a different light and stuff like that. So, I wouldn't be surprised they go down the NFL route because they they do NFL marked
0: up but they only release it after the game. So there's not, like if it's something really heated happened or whatever, yep, they, can they can obviously edit, edit it out, it, yep. but they'll get you, the, best, you know, the coach's best comments and the quarterback's best comments and pack it up for a Thursday or whatever, yeah, which that was good. might be the way to do it in the future as well. Coach's Corner question to round out our test recap. Our, our hundreds overrated? I mentioned that to you before, but obviously in the, we're in the era of uh, Justin Langer and he obviously excluded my, my boy, Glenn Maxwell, for not making enough hundreds. But then he also has Tim Payne, who is his captain. Fun fact about Tim Payne. He's the first Australian test captain since Barry Jarman, the same Jarman family who plays, uh, played AFL. Really? Yeah, he played Sample, Sample champion. Yeah. In 1968 to be a test captain for Australia and not have a test century to your name. Funnier fact is that Jarman was also a replacement standing keeper, <laughs> Yeah, the sledge that Colley made. Uh, he was captain for one test against England in 1968. Of the 48 Australian test captains, seven, only 7 of them, including test, uh, Tim Payne, have not made a century at test level. But on the flip side of that, Tim Payne averages 36.86 at test level and has maintained that average since returning to the test side in 2017. So is, that, is Tim Payne at risk of losing his spot because he doesn't make hundreds? Or 100's overrated and you'll take the 40 runs and what he does with the
1: gloves each day and every day of the week. I'll tell you his captaincy and glove work but over over his runs. But I've always said that. And you can go back on here. I've always said you pick your best 11, you pick your best six bats to do their job, you pick your best keeper, whether he bats 7, 8, 9, 10 or 11, and you pick your best four bowls. And I've said that since we started this probably when we did the Union Tour two years ago because they were picking all these, you know, obscene all-rounders and... Stacking the team with all these weirdos, you know, it worked for England, I suppose, in, the last, in their last tour. But yeah, you, you got to pick your best team, and the best keeper will, will save you runs in the field. And if they can average around 35 40, I think they're worth their weight in gold. So, especially being the captain and the leader he is, and the good he is on the chirp, I'll take what he is doing. He hasn't made 100 since 2008 or something, yeah. since in shield cricket. So, yeah, stiff maxi. And do you think that's going to bring specialised keepers back in vogue? Like, will we see our
0: Sheffield Shield keepers being keepers first and batsmen second?
1: Well, Hartley did it for a long time until about a year or two ago. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the more... You still have to hold a whole bat and still have to contribute with the bat, but I think, yeah... Yeah, you can't be a
0: legitimate talent, but even if you're getting above 30, like, like an Ian Healy... Yeah, yeah, but in the 30s. Yeah, but he, was cricket, a great glove but he was a great gloveman. But he a great gloveman, yes. so he makes up for it. The final comment on our hundreds overrated is, is it good to see hundreds hard to come by? We've only seen two this series. Is that how test cricket should be? Yeah,
1: they're all obviously the ones you remember. You don't want to make a hundred on an MCG where both teams score 600. Cause, you know, it's a bit easy, isn't it? You want to graft it out and do something for your team and win, help win a test. I think Coley's hundred was is really, really good. Pajara's awesome in the first test. No Australians made 100 yet, so getting closer, but they've all got 70s. Hopefully one of them going. But on. Yeah, well, you don't want to see like, what you're seeing in New Zealand at the moment where, you know, like uh, Schlein got 300 odd. New Zealand batted for almost two days, made 550, and now Sri got a three for 260. All right. They're the games that are killing test cricket. The, the wickets aren't doing enough. Mm. Um, and you've seen it, the stats show that, you know, you're getting more results in Test Cricket this year. Then this year's been a great year for Test Cricket. This
0: this year has been the re- renaissance of Test Cricket. We've had so many five-day thrillers. Yeah. We've had the most exciting draw I've seen probably in the last decade.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's been good stuff. If you're a cricket nuffy, there's been other countries playing Test Cricket. Mm. It's like India, South Africa was awesome. Uh, the New Zealand-Pakistan series is really, really good. Obviously, this series now is and india There's been lots of a yeah, really good test series to watch in England as well uh, in their test series against Sri Lanka. Like, There's been a lot of good test series to watch and it's been a good year for test cricket.
0: Preview the Boxing Day Test very quickly because we've covered most of it in our wrap. Boxing Day is one of the great days of Test cricket, but unfortunately, the cricket hasn't matched up to the hype around the event. Is there any hope at all of having an interesting wicket slash an interesting Test in the next uh, coming up in the next week? Considering that we've had three Shield matches at the MCG this season. With they've only taken 91 ever of the available 120 wickets, there has been 2,772 runs at an average of 30 for one result
1: and two draws. And that one result was, I think, Victoria played New South, South Park. Wales
0: against a week in New South Wales because a, the three quicks didn't want to play.
1: Yeah, it was a the deplorable New South Wales team. So you look at the Perth test. And the one Shield game they played there, it, it played out pretty similar. It wasn't. It probably wasn't as seamy as definitely the bounce and the quickness was there. It wasn't. Didn't seem as much. I think you can take what, and we've seen for probably the last three or four years at the MCG with the dropping wickets and the way they do it. That that all adds up to it's going to be pretty boring.
0: With the Test series at one all, will both teams look to win, or will they go? It's going to be a slow drop in Melbourne wicket, it's probably gonna be, you know, a thousand runs and maybe if we're lucky, fifteen odd wickets.
1: And Do we looks, just play for the draw and then go and win the series instead? It looks like it's gonna be pretty hot as well. Which is why I think Mitch Marsh I, I don't know how. Like so we talk about pick and stick and we see what what's happening with head and we see how Harris what would have Labashain done if you'd gotten pick pick and sticked with for this series? He did it right in UAE like he was but far not our worst performer like you had Sean Marsh Mitch Marsh and all those blokes who perform worse and you see what Head's been able to do what anyway that's that's probably for another point but anyway I think that this this Mitch Marsh will come in just to give the bowlers some relief and the hot conditions in a pretty boring sort of flat wicket where it's going to be a draw so I, I, I'd, but I wouldn't be surprised if both teams just played it out and went to Sydney where you know you get a result and it definitely favours India to get a draw at the MCG. Where they actually, they've had a good success at the MCG. But in Sydney, their record in Sydney is pretty, pretty good. They've also had
0: some uh, pretty catastrophic finishes in the last couple of overs. Uh, yeah, yeah. With yeah, some so. heroics by captains. But, uh, and some more pretty poor umpiring as well. And some terrible, terrible umpiring. The, now they've embraced DRS... Might actually go in their favour, uh, and we'll quickly just mention the Indians who uh, we're going to we're going to guess what they might do, but they've already done it. So they're bringing in the uncapped opener Manak Agawa. Sorry if I've completely butchered your name uh, to replace Shaw, who injured himself in the warm up to the Test series. So he's not as uh, as hyped as the Wonder Kid, Proteas Sean. but there's no doubt that he's going to be a pretty handy opener. And to be fair, he can't really do any worse than the current openers are uh, doing.
1: So, well, um, VG. Lasted a bit long on a second dig and you know, looked a bit soft, more solid. But or
0: But for, for openers, they are pretty bad against the quicks, which is yeah. a bit concerning. Yeah, Rahul. For so both, both,
1: both of them in strife. But who they drop, VJ or Rahul? I reckon they dropped VJ. He's 35, 36. Hasn't made a run in a while. Yeah. And he's gone out the stark three times in four hits. Yeah. And didn't... Ta- he's So they know that he, he's always taken the first ball. Yeah. He didn't take the first ball in Stark in the second dig. And I, I don't see Vahari playing again, to be honest.
0: No, so they've already they've already mentioned that uh, they're bringing across the uh, all rounder who's regained fitness, Hardik Pandya. Uh, he'll be here for the third and fourth tests, and they've pretty much said that uh, yeah, they're going to take he's going to take Vahari's spot in the side, um, which will be interesting because it kind of means that potentially maybe Ashwin doesn't make it back to fitness in time.
1: What about uh, Robert Sharma? Is he because he was injured for the, after the first test oh, there hasn't
0: been any com- any comments, comments so far so the only one that's been confirmed is yeah Padilla for uh, Vahari yeah. and bringing across uh, Agwal for sure, but Shaw hasn't played yet. So there's a bit of selection drama to happen in the Indian squad. So
1: they could make three or four changes after losing a test. Yeah. That's and that's another thing, like, you know, we talk about maybe you know, Hansen's not the best form, Finch isn't you know, really taken
0: Well they've never been a pick and stick country though. And that's something that the Indian commentators across all of the, the mediums have been quite upset about. Because A, they don't they don't have much consistency unless you're a super gun. Yep. Uh, in their sides and B, they do weird things with their selection. Fajara
1: got dropped in South Africa and so, mm. did, and so did Rahane. Mm. And I think Rahane was the vice-captain at the time.
0: And, and he averages more in, overseas than he does at home. Yeah,
1: so like, yeah, I can yeah. see what
0: you're saying. And they went through and uh, there was a collection of Indian commentators went through and made a, a grading list of selections versus conditions for all of their away tests that have played in the last three years. And there's only been one test where they reckon they nailed it on their head. Otherwise... They've gone through and like they've done things like not pick a spinner for the Perth game where a spinner would have been very handy. They've gone and taken out a guy who's really again really good against seeming balls and played a more of a flat track bully. But it's you're at headling and it's green and yeah. they've just never been good at working out the conditions and getting not getting sucked into like the hype behind.
1: And we know Coley has a massive say because that's why the last coach got sacked and why the current mm. Indian coach has been brought in. So yeah, interesting whether yeah, whether you get along with Coley is uh, getting you picked or not. And it's very interesting because they, they could, depending on how this series goes, Australia won't be number one if
0: they win the series now, but they need to win it 4-0. But if they lose 3-1, 2-1, uh, they might lose their top spot. And again, it kind of goes back to saying, well, you're not really the best test nation if you can't win away. Yeah. And they've won more tests away. Colley's won more away tests than like any of the previous but five they, they Indian captains. But they haven't won a series in, in Australia. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens at Boxing Day. Fingers crossed. There's an exciting cricket.